And here we are again, people. Where does the time go? They say time flies when you're having fun. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. This is your alternative to the BBC, the crappy BBC, the bullish uh, Bitcoin channel. Um, it is 6 p.m. here in the United Kingdom on the 4th of September 2023. And as always, I haven't done it for a while, but strong Bitcoin hand. The name of the game is to build a strong hand. So welcome, everybody. Don't forget to retweet this. Don't forget to share it out. Don't forget to go into the comments at the end and leave a comment. It helps mess up with uh, mess up YouTube's algorithm. Um, so without further ado, let's get the preliminaries that we must do out of the way. And I must say, no financial advice here. Don't come looking for financial advice. Don't come looking for charts, technical analysis, silly price predictions. You're simply not going to get them. Um, what do I know? I know here that Bitcoin is the place to be. It is the greatest asymmetric bet opportunity of our lifetime. I've learned a heck of a lot about it, but I'm not going to sit on this call and profess to you that I know everything and I know when you should get in and I know when you should get out. Why? Because I'm a hodler. I buy and I hold and I've held my Bitcoin for six and a half years now. So we're creeping towards a decade. And that's what I suggest anyone do, because when you really drill down, what you clearly see at this point in history uh, Bitcoin is a savings technology. Number go up with Bitcoin over time, number go down with your fiat currency. So save your family's future wealth um, in Bitcoin is my take. That's all it is. Okay, there's over, this is video number six, uh, 550, I believe, or yeah, 550. Um, so a round number. Um, so if you go to ukbitcoinmaster.com, you can watch them all. There's loads there, and I've covered everything. Now, in amongst them all, there's a load of interviews, I think 79 or 80, I believe. But of course, if you want to streamline and go straight to the interviews, there you go, bitcoininterviews.com. That'll take you straight there. So go there. Check it out, people. And then last but not least, not your keys, not your coins. Keep in mind, people, that if you are leaving any coins on an exchange, you are risking losing them. You know, you just got to go back through YouTube the last 12 months or so and just or go through the news and you'll see the banks that went down, the crypto exchanges like Celsius and BlockFi and others, um, S SBX, you know, Sam Bankman fraud, scam banks to fraud, whatever they call them these days. There's enough evidence to show that if you keep your coins on an exchange, I'm not saying you're going to lose them, but you are going to have a damn good shot at losing them if you think they're safe. Self-custody your Bitcoin, keep it offline on a hardware device or use a multi-sig setup so that uh, it is geo-spread out or geographically spread out so uh, it's not so easy to get hold of your coins. That is my top tip, really. Okay, um, if I may, let's jump to the desktop. And again, I'm going to shout out, if you are not on the Orange Pill app, why not? I would not understand why you wouldn't be on there. But uh, now, in the show notes, there's a link. And if you use my link, just for signing up, you can get 10,000 sats. 
Why wouldn't you? In fact, we both get 10,000 sats. So don't listen to me. Listen to somebody. I've had somebody say to me um, recently, and rightly so, yeah, I'm a bit wary of these things. I don't know if they're after, you, you know, they're after surveillance, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, when you look at the Bitcoiners that are on, the Bitcoiners that are mindful of surveillance and privacy and all that stuff, they would not be on there if this was some kind of surveillance technology. Have a listen. I am so excited to share that I have joined Orange Pill app as an advisor. If you haven't downloaded this app yet, you are missing out on connecting with Bitcoiners in your area. The Orange Pill app is building the social layer for Bitcoin and helping to create opportunities for in-person connections and community building. You can create a profile and you will see lots of familiar faces there. And then you can search for Bitcoiners or Bitcoin events based on your location. I am geotagged in my home base, St. Louis, and I'm super grateful because the Orange Pill app has helped connect me with Bitcoiners in my new city. So come join us, download the Orange Pill app and head to theorangepillapp.com for more information. Okay, so on the screen, you can see that link there. I would encourage you to get on the Orange Pill app. I've connected with Natalie. Um, I've connected with a lot of the senior Bitcoiners, uh, which is absolutely superb. So why wouldn't you want to get the app? And by the way, why wouldn't you want to get yourself uh, 10,000 free sats? I don't quite understand that. So use the code that's in the show notes right now uh, to get that. So who have we got in my chat uh, let's give you guys a shout out. Uh, Stephen Redding on UK soil. Good to see you, Stephen. Um, uh, Chaz Oid is in the house. Welcome, Chaz. John G from the UK, Bitcoin Meister uh, in the US. Happy Labor Day weekend, everyone out there. Elaine, Mrs. UK, uh, my lovely wife, she is in the chat as well. Will Hobdy, good afternoon, UK Bitcoin. Good afternoon, Will. Good to see you. Yorkie Bitcoiner is with us. Barefoot Barry from New Zealand. Matthew Underhill from the Bitcoin book. By the way, seeing Yorkie there, what a fantastic 21 million club uh, Zoom meetup we had on Saturday evening. I thought it was one of the best. We had some cracking topics that we covered. Three hours of great Bitcoin conversation. Absolutely superb. So for those of you that were on the 21 million club, way to go. It really was a superb um, show. So, uh, or meetup, I should say. So, um, you know, let me move this on. Let's go back over to my desktop. I'm trying a, a, a few things out here to see how the thing actually works. So what we want to do now is get into the show in earnest and, and talk about what we're going to cover on today's show. As always, I'm going to cover some you know, tweets that are sort of quite pertinent, quite relevant out there um, at the moment. But of course, before I do that, I always uh, run a video from someone that is far more respected within the, the Bitcoin space than I ever could be. They lend credibility to what I'm saying. Um, and we've heard this person before on the show, but, you know, he's a big player in finance. So, you know, you tend to listen to these people, even if they've got a fund and they deal with other cryptos as such. They're very, very bullish on Bitcoin over the long term. And today's video is from Mark Yusko from uh, Morgan Creek Digital or Digital Holdings or whatever it is, I believe. Now, here's the thing. What he's saying is, you know, could we really, could Bitcoin really 
get to 300,000 a coin. You know, we're sat at, um, where are we? 25,851. You're currently getting 3,868 sats uh, per dollar. So, you know, 25, 26,000 to 300,000. Well, you know, if you call it 30K, we got it's a 10X. Okay. Have a look at where Bitcoin has come from. Have a look at the 2017 run up from 2K when I got in in May to 20,000 in December. If, it's, if we did it then, and we did it then without any of the institutions, without any of the banks being pro-Bitcoin, with people like Larry Fink from BlackRock, you know, calling it, you know, just a funnel for fraudsters and money laundering, to today coming out and publicly saying it's a global asset that crosses all borders. You know, so if we could do 10x back then when we the pushback was just immense, what could we do in the next bull run with the halving coming up where the block reward goes to 6.25 or with an ETF that looks likely it's going to be approved and not for just BlackRock. For There's talk that it's going to be approved for all of the applicants in one go. If you don't believe we can 10x, then I don't, I don't think you have done the proof of work and learned what makes Bitcoin so unique and so special. So don't listen to me. Let's have a listen to Mark Yusko. The math of, of just pick a number, 500K, 600K. Where, where does that even come from? Well, if you, if you have a base case that the market cap of Bitcoin should roughly equal gold's market cap. Okay, yeah. a reasonable assumption. If we say that Bitcoin is digital gold, and it plays the role of base money. Larry Fink, Larry Fink, like not exactly, you know, Joe from some, you know, uh, Twitter handle. We're talking one of the most powerful people in the world manages, yep. you know, he's in charge of a company that manages close to 10 trillion with a T dollars said that you should put some money in Bitcoin in my ETF. Now, you've got to understand why they're getting into Bitcoin, people. I believe they're getting in because they can see the financial opportunity there. I don't believe they're getting into Bitcoin like for many of the reasons we're in Bitcoin to make the world a better place, you know, a fairer place for our descendants. Like you just said, you know, buy my ETF. But you don't want to be doing that. But he moving in, BlackRock moving in, Fidelity, all the others moving in. They're going to help your investment go up if you're in this for number go up. Of course. That <laughs> will protect you from devaluation of the currency. The total market cap of gold is $11 trillion, Yep. Okay? Total market cap. And you know, we're about half a trillion in, in Bitcoin. Half of that gold isn't money. It's jewelry and chalices and, you know, gold leaf and, and stuff that, that isn't really used as a monetary base. So that half is six trillion. That's a 10x from here. Current price of 30, 10x is 300K. Okay. 300K uh, to me is, is, is so easy. And no brainer. We don't even have to debate because the idea of, of Bitcoin being better than gold as a store of value, as a unit of account, as 
more portable. Like I say all the time, if I if I had a bar of gold, which maybe at my other house I, I do, but but you know if I had a bar of gold and I wanted to break it in half and send you half, I'm not strong enough to break the bar of gold. First of all, second, I couldn't stuff it in the computer to send to you. I want to send you some Bitcoin. You know, I punch a couple buttons and and you got Bitcoin. We're done. So that's a superior store of value and medium of exchange. So I believe Bitcoin gold equivalents is a no-brainer. Now, when? Tomorrow? Next day? I don't really care. Sometime in the future, that's easy. So that's that 300K number. So there's Mark Yusko saying, you know, I mean, I'm saying for me, and I'm not in finance, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer that we are going to 300,000. Like he said, and I like this, when? No one knows. No one's got a crystal ball. You know, we can't dictate when that's going to be. All I know is by holding on long enough, the Bitcoin that I hold for my family for the future is going to go over 300K. You've seen many times before where I've ran shows and ran videos from some of these successful hedge fund managers and these, you know, these fund managers saying that, you know, we're going to see a $1 million Bitcoin by the end of the twenties, the, the end of the decade. So, you know, whether it comes now or whether it comes by the end of the 2030s or the 2040s, we're going to see a $1 million Bitcoin. So, you know, all the people that I follow that are constantly out there saying, do everything you can to become a whole coiner. Work your butt off to get to that whole coiner status. And again, no financial advice. I don't want to give you any type of financial advice. Read the disclaimer down here. I'm simply saying if you do your own research, which I did in 2017 when I got the call to check out Bitcoin, if you do your own research, you're going to get a gut feeling about whether it feels right to invest into it. Then you'll get another gut feeling that will force you deeper down the rabbit hole or you'll be full of excuses. And you're either deep down the rabbit hole or you're full of excuses. There's no two ways about it because I use an analogy in my other business and that is, you know, don't take this literally, but we've all got, oh, crikey, hang on a sec. My Skype has just kicked off on my second monitor and I haven't touched anything. That is what happens when you go live, people, weird things start to happen. Um, so I use the model that, you know, if you take a 24-hour day, every single one of us have got 24 hours in a day. Not 23 hours and 59 minutes, not 24 hours and one minute, not 25 hours, not 16 hours. We are all blessed with 24 hours each every day. Okay? So what we do with those 24 hours is what determines or dictates the, the course of our life. So if you've got somebody that is hungry to learn and they just, you know, just want to learn, 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 whatever it is. You can become proficient at something, be in motion, as Meister Rule says, and you'll get on, okay? But then you've got somebody that would choose to use their spare time and watch crappy television. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I watch some television, but I love my sport. And no matter how good Bitcoin is, I'm not going to miss my soccer, football, whatever it might be for you guys. I love Formula One, 
uh, motor racing, if you don't know what that is. Um, so I'm not giving them up, okay? But I choose to spend at least one to three hours daily learning, learning about the asset that I own, learning about what affects that asset, learning about what might drive the price of that asset down when it's still a risk on asset, and then what might what might turn that into a risk off asset. Look, I don't come from any type of financial background, and I never knew any of this stuff. And I still don't know anything more than a pea-sized amount. But that pea-sized amount is more than 95% of people out there in the world. Why? Because they choose to let their time and their life be pushed around and governed by loads of crappy television, the mainstream media machine, news articles, newspapers, etc., which we now choose not to watch or not to read. So if you break that 24 hours up into three sections... Eight hours of work. I know some do 10, some do six, some do part-time, but hold with me just loosely. Eight hours of work, eight hours of sleep, and I'm guessing you don't really want to give up on your sleep too much. And then eight hours of what we call stuff. And it's the eight hours of stuff that dictates where our life goes. My eight hours of stuff is a little bit of soccer, a little bit of Formula One, some time with my lovely wife and my kids' grandkids, and then I want to be learning about the asset that I own. That is what I tried to talk about on this show, and I could not do that if I didn't have some kind of idea of what is going on with it all, if that makes some kind of sense to you all. So, Mark Yusko way more successful, way more knowledgeable in finance and, you know, hedging and puts and calls. And I don't understand any of that stuff. And I don't want to. That's what traders use than I ever am. So he has just lent some credibility to what I am trying to get over to you guys. So I hope that makes some kind of sense. So some tweaks to uh, pull it together. I'm trying to cut out a lot of the pre-show waffle at the front end. As you can see, I've streamlined it all um, so that we can get a 20, 25-minute show done. Okay, so if you don't believe that we can 10x Bitcoin over the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years by the end of this decade, then you need to do some more proof of work because you've got, Forbes Digital Assets, a major publication coming out and saying, time to start dollar cost averaging Bitcoin. Oh, my Lord. Think about that, people. Documenting Bitcoin tweeted. New research from the University of Cambridge, I'm assuming that's Cambridge, US, uh, finds Bitcoin mining uses less energy than clothes tumble dryers in the United States. Americans drying clothes, 108 terawatt hours. The world mining Bitcoin, 95.5 terawatt hours. Bitcoin uses less than 1% of the world's energy. The ESG narrative, the boiling the oceans narrative, they're dying a death. We've been through them. And I've said this on many of my shows. For Bitcoin to survive, for Bitcoin to thrive, and become 
the world reserve digital asset currency backing the world back being the world reserve whatever it is you know money down the road store of value it's got to have everything thrown at it and then shrug it off and go again so i remember the block size wars in august in 2017 i remember the forking when mr ver went off and forked bcash and then that got forked again to bsv and all the worry of Bitcoin as then, and by the way, I was only two and a half months in Bitcoin at the time. So I wonder what the heck was going on. OK, so we went through all of that. I then went through the run up in 2017 to the top and I watched it go down the other side to three, three, two or three, five or whatever it was in 2018. And we sat in a bear market for a couple of years. And in that bear market, I kept doing shows. I kept learning. I kept pushing content out there, positive Bitcoin long term. Okay. So then we start to get the narratives like it's boiling the oceans. Okay. Now we have, we recently had the narrative or we had the, uh, the weird people at the Bitcoin Miami, the ordinals people dressed as wizards, whatever your view on all of that, it's up to you. For me, stupid, daft, rubbish, just kill, kills credibility of Bitcoin. But there's an element of me that sees that, you know, they're saying that, you know, again, Bitcoin's got to have everything thrown at it and still survive. And, you know, the uh, the the mining fees went through the roof. And now I think they're down over 90 percent, those fees. Now, the latest one is the BIP 300 and BIP 301 um, debacle that will run its course, I believe. And I'm a firm believer with Matt Cratter from Bitcoin University, and that is just leave Bitcoin alone and let it evolve. Maybe come back in a decade and have another look. But, you know, Bitcoin's designed to be slow, designed to be clunky. All this other fancy stuff that's out there that they're trying to tempt you into, you know, they're just going fast and breaking things. And of course, when they break things, if you've got your coins on exchanges, you're going to lose them. So keep that in mind. So all these narratives for me in the UK, we have a phrase we use. It's like water off a duck's back. It just washes over and it doesn't bother me. MW from Spain. Good to see you. Flipping hot here at the moment, mate. 82 we've had today. Flipping crazy balmy weather. I don't know what you've got down there where you are, but welcome, MW. Um, so all these narratives are geared to try and discredit Bitcoin or kill Bitcoin or whatever it might be, it ain't happening, people. Bitcoin shrugs them off and then it just goes again. And it's using one less than 1% of the world's energy. So that ESG narrative is baloney. It's gone. But there's going to be more. I know they're going to throw more at it. Uh, Alex Stanick, he tweeted this out. Um it said from Bitcoin News, they tweeted Colorado Department of Motor Vehicles now accepts Bitcoin for online services. The narrative out there is, but no one uses Bitcoin. Let me tell you now, one of the best use cases for Bitcoin is buying, storing it offline and waiting because over time it'll be that store of value that will, as I said at the top of the show, eat gold's lunch. That will take gold's 12 trillion market cap, 300,000 a coin on its way to a million dollars. I absolutely categorically believe that is galloping towards us and we'll see all of that by the end of this decade. Jack Mallers, uh, the strike dude. If you haven't watched this interview with this American football player, 
I'll tell you, it's well worth a watch. A wash, I'm sorry. He interviewed Jack Dorsey of Twitter. So you really do want to check out Jack Miller's, Jack Mallers' um, uh, podcast on YouTube. And I'm trying to think what it's called. Is it Money Matters? Can't quite remember, but check it out. Um, he said, you exchange your labor for money, which in turn represents your contributions to society. Every time your money is inflated, your contributions to uh, society are devalued. You get less out of your life because you get less for your money. Fix the money, fix the world. And that is what Bitcoin does. Whoops. Hang on a sec. I don't know what just happened there. Me clicker won't work. Okay. Interstellar tweeted. Think of this one, people. If tomorrow I tell the press that like electric vehicles use 71 billion kilowatt hours per year, or dryers use 275 terawatt hours, nobody panics because it's all part of the plan. But when I say that Bitcoin uses 120 billion kilowatt hours per year, well, then everybody loses their minds. It's a narrative, people. It's what the mainstream media machine wants to spew at you. Just understand, Bitcoin uses less than 1% of the world's energy. Bitcoin signal, swan, there is no second best fire. There is no second best wheel. There is no second best oxygen. And there is no second best Bitcoin. There will never be the next Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Sure, they can try and copy its code. But what are they going to do if nobody follows that chain? If there was a fork in Bitcoin, all the people that run nodes, myself and thousands and thousands of people around the world, would choose which chain they want to stay with, the one that we've got now or the new one. And that always dictates which is the real Bitcoin. We saw that with Bitcoin Cash. It failed miserably. We saw that with Bitcoin SV and uh, fake Toshi. It failed miserably. You've got to understand first mover advantage and uh, the other one, the network effects. Nothing is going to touch Bitcoin. Nothing. Even quantum computers won't, because by the time quantum computers are able to try and break into the SHA-256 codes, then the developers will be working on stuff to obfuscate that. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. There ain't going to be a second one. Alison Milne tweeted, I don't know who is selling their Bitcoin this close to a halving and a spot ETF, but God bless them. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I could not agree more with that sentiment. The people around me that don't understand, that say things to me like, just sell a couple of your coins and go off and enjoy. Not in a million. Oh, my God. Goodness, no. Ain't happening. What if I'd have sold one when Bitcoin went from 2 to 10K and I thought, whoa, I 5X my money, let's get out. And then I see it go to 69K. Sure, we're in the bear market and we're down just under 30K. Sure, we are. But I'm telling you now, I firmly believe what Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, who's in our chat, always said when I was watching his shows. And that is Bitcoin always, always retakes its all-time high. You've just got to be patient, people, which is what I put in the thumbnail 
be patient. Max Kaiser, love him or hate him, divisive character. So Patrick Karim tweeted, I was able to put out a chart that turned out pretty accurate back in the Bitcoin mania of 21. Was hard as laser eyes were running amok. What I'm saying is there is a time to enter low risk, high reward. The last time that happened was back in 2020. Max Kaiser said, there are no TA billionaires. TA is astrology for men. You can't time a mark this market. Nobody can. Nobody ever has consistently timed markets. Any and all entry points for Bitcoin are perfect. Love it. Hodl it and then forget it. Superb tweet. This quote, wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools speak because they have to say something. Be a wise man. Learn. Take the time to learn what makes Bitcoin unique. And when you do that, you will wake up in a cold sweat at night and you will be saying to yourself, I haven't got enough Bitcoin. I just simply don't have enough Bitcoin. So people at the head of the show, the Orange Pill app, get on it. And don't just download the app, register and pay your annual 20 quid fee, 20 quid to mix with Bitcoiners all around the world to get rid of all the scammers and the hackers that are on Twitter and know that because there's a tiny fee, and I learned over the last 27 years that when people pay for something, they value it more. There's a tiny fee annually. OK, you then get to mix with solid Bitcoiners online. And I really Love that. So go into the Orange Pill app. If you want to support the show, it is all there. You can buy me a cup of coffee. You can support the Geyser Fund. You can drop me a few sats if you want to. I don't mind. You don't have to do any of it. But if you want to, there you go. Just freeze this page and drop a few sats. Okay. So let me bring me back up. That is it. 30 minutes done. I'm happy. Thanks for tuning in, people. I'll be back on Thursday again with another bullish Bitcoin show for you all. But until then, please retweet this. Please share it with others. Please, if you're on the podcast, share it where you're listening. I'd greatly appreciate it. And please go back into the comments afterwards and leave me a comment because it really does mess with YouTube's algorithm and keeps this current for longer for when people are out there Googling Bitcoin. I'm done. Thanks for your support, peeps. Social media links coming up. I'll catch you all on Thursday.